the ABC's word wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rowley Sussex. Good morning, Rowley. Good morning. Bugbear. I said it. Where does it come from? Okay, it's 16th century or so, I think. (laughs) And the the bug is actually from bogey. And a bogey, of course, is a bad spirit or even the devil. Yeah. And so you're carrying this thing around with you, something which which bugs bugs you. It's now modern American, meaning giving you trouble. Yeah. So something which looms and hangs over your shoulder. So bug bear. Yes. So you bear it. Bearing a bug. Bearing yeah. a bug. There you go. I thought bearing as, a bogey. As I yeah, as I said it, I thought, gee, where yeah. does that come from? So we're talking about pronunciations today, Rolly. We are. And in particular, I was mentioning people's names because I was driving along thinking about this because mm. one that I get confused about a lot is Marie and Mari. Right. Because I don't know the spellings, and I never. Sometimes we get callers and their names. M- Mari, but it's spelt Marie or it's put up as Marie. And some people like Colin Powell. Colin Powell, no, yes. No, C-O-L-I-N is Colin. Yes. But his parents decided he was going to be called Colin. And the only thing you can do is to ask people how they want their name to That's be right. pronounced. That's yeah. a polite thing. Yeah. But there are names like I- Yvonne, which is always Y, and Yvonne Goulagong, which who is an E. That's right. Right. And so there are there are variants of individual names with a different spelling, which give a clue. But with Marie and Marie, not so easy. My mother was Marian, M A R I A N. Ma- some, oh, Marian. Well, I'd some say people Marian. say Marian. Yes. Mm. Now Marian is always M A R I O N. Oh. But M A R I A-N is either Marian or Marian. Right. I didn't know that. Marian. And so you need to know the spellings. Um, Kim is always Kim, whether it's K-I-M or K-Y-M. And it can be male and female. That can be male and female. So also can be Alexis. I haven't had too many male Alexises, but it can. Ashley. Yes. Beverly. But Ashley can be spelt differently. It so can. the the girl is L E I G H, isn't it? Can be, yes. Mm. Um, but L E Y is found for both. Beverly, I think, used for men mainly in America, and I've also never heard. Carol, Carol Reed, right. in films. Why does some Carols have an E on the end? Ah, that's always a female ending if it's got right. an extra E. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one way of, um, and again, I don't think people are called Carol, but Carol. No, <laughs> um, I have a, a a very good friend in Adelaide who's a broadcaster of the was a broadcaster of the ABC called Carol Whitelock, and she was C A R O L E, but okay. pronounced Carol. Mm. Um, Casey. So that can be C or K. Pretty much C, I think. Oh, right? but I've seen Casey. Casey Chambers there, there are, is a no, K. There are some K K mm. Casey's, yeah. Um, Courtney, Dale, Darcy, Daryl. Hillary, now these can be either gender, all right? Right. Kelly, Lindsay, um, Marion again, and uh, there are some men called Marion, and and Shannon. And Shannon, yes, Shannon can be a boy or girl, that's right. And with Kelly, some have, again, I-E and some have Y. So does it just depend on what you decide to do? I mean, look at Leslie. Now, the the I-E ones are male and the E-Y ones are female, usually. Mm. But sometimes parents have decided to give their child the name. They haven't really checked up on the spelling and they've gone the wrong way. Oh, no. <laughs> so if you're a male, Leslie, you really ought to be, for the majority, yes. I-E. And if you're a female, you ought to be E-Y. And are called Francis. That's right. That's The another. E-S is the women and the I-S is the men. In most cases. In most yes. cases. There are a few which have... 
Now, the, the really interesting thing is that the diminutives, uh, where, where you, you shorten someone's name like Ash. Yes. Right. Now, that can be Ashley male, Ashley female. Yeah. All right. And, and there are various other ones where, for, for some reason or other, we are, 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 are trying to, to get rid of um, the, the difference between. So, Alex, Alex, for example, can be either Alexander mm. or Alexis or Alexandra. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Andy can be Andrew or Andrea. Okay. Um, Bernie can be Bernard or Bernice. And so, it seems that when we make a diminutive, with the shorter word, there's not so many opportunities for distinguishing gender. Yeah. And we're quite happy to have the same name for both. And there are lots and lots and lots of them. Um, where, for example, Chris can be Christopher or Christine. Yes. All right. And so if you're calling out for Chris and you've got a Christopher and a Christine in the group, they might possibly <laughs> be, be confused. confused. And I, I say there, there, are, there are tens and tens and tens of oh, these. Oh, there's heaps, aren't there? Um, which it shows that for some reason we've decided that... Um, the, the familiar forms don't need to worry about gender. Mm. Now, presumably face-to-face -face or in a small group, there won't be any problem. And if there is a, con a confusion, then it probably can be resolved with a bit of, bit of negotiation. Yeah. You know. 1300 612, if you have a question for Rowley Sussex, uh, let's see. Um, Kim rang, actually, Rowley, and said, Kim for boys only in Australia and Korea. Oh. There was a, the British spy Kim Philby. Yes, there was. Um, and he was an IM, not a YM. Mm. But uh, Kim for boys, certainly in Australia. I'm not sure about Korea. There are some Korean names which are distinguished by gender, and I'll have to, mm. have to check because I'm not a Koreanist. All right, let's go to the phones. Greg at Wellington Point has a question. Hello, Greg. Oh, hello, Loretta. Good morning, Broly. Morning. Um, my my uh, query concerns the pronunciation of the word kilometres. Mm. Uh, kilo being a prefix for a thousand, you yes. have a thousand grams, kilograms, yes. thousand watts, kilowatts, mm -hmm. thousand litres, kilolitres. So a thousand litres is kilometres. We don't say kilograms or kilowatts or kilolitres. So why do people say kilometres? Yeah, oh, kil kilometres. I agree kilometers. with you. I always learnt kilometre. I did too. And yeah. it, it's the 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 ometer things are ometers and ameters and so on. Uh, like ameter, they're they're measuring devices or anemometer or thermometer. The ometers, right? But um, the the kilometer was originally kilometer, and uh, Arthur Delbridge, who was then the head of the Australian National Dictionary. Uh, sorry, the Macquarie Dictionary, uh, was asked, and he said it's definitely kilometre. Uh, but Gough Whitlam actually did a, a rather complicated piece about Greek, and uh, he decided he was going to call it kilometre, I think. Oh. Um, and uh, a lot of people are quite confused. Uh, both are found regularly and are accepted in Australia. And the way around it is to call them clicks or Ks. Clicks, in particularly, oh, right. <laughs> particularly in the military. And Ks, uh, we say very often, you know, it's, it, it's so many Ks to Bundaberg. Yes, yes. And we tend to avoid the longer word just to get us out of a problem. Mm. So I prefer a kilometre, and it's certainly because you've got a decimeter and a centimetre, so a kilometre. But right? you have an odometer, don't you? Oh, yes, but that, that's a measuring device. <laughs> I know. Right. I find that one hard to say. Uh, all right, Greg, thanks for that. I agree with you. Kilometre. Um, yeah, thanks, see you. Lisa at Indrapilly, hello. Oh, hello, Loretta. Hello, Rolly. Morning. What's your question? Morning. Um, yes, I'm just interested to know about two nouns that come together. I, I don't know if they're called compound nouns, mm -hmm. but, um, for example, uh, face, face recognition, um, 
post-trauma stress, I would imagine it would be, mm-hmm. um, but then musical instrument. Okay. Well, what's the other rules? <laughs> oh, uh, the rules are what people decide when two words hang around a great deal together. Now, post-trauma stress, uh, there are the, the, the post-trauma thing is quite common, you know, and uh, and so you you tend to get them as a word, and usually two words that hang around together they get a hyphen, which indicates they are usually linked. And very often, over time, the hyphen can get removed. The Oxford shorter Oxford removed sixteen thousand hyphens from these uh, at its last edition, and some of them. I think ice cream ended up as two words, but a lot, lot of others ended up as one word. Yeah. And one good test is if there's one stress. Um, and you, if you say ice cream rather than ice cream, ice cream with two stresses will tend to promote you to make two words, but ice cream with one stress may make you think it's one. Mm. And both are seen and both are heard. One that's happened in our, my lifetime, when I was a kid, the, the president of the U.S. lived in the White House. Yes. But the Americans say the White House. The White House. Make now, it's it written word. two words, mm. but it's, it's got one stress. Mm. But we've I taken suppose, that on. Yeah, I suppose I was more interested to know when it becomes an adjective. For example, ah. instead of post-trauma stress, people say post-traumatic stress. Yes. Okay. Um, the, when it's before a noun, you can have either traumatic or traumatic Right? which is an adjective, or you can have this compound thing which is actually functioning as an adjective or a modifier. And there are thousands of those in English. Mm. Um, mm. You know, hardcore, yeah, and which is a modifier for, for all sorts of nouns that follow. And um, the, uh, the more and more we use words in that, like past trauma, stress, you know, trauma is regarded as a, you know, a trauma unit, for example, so you have a yeah. post-trauma unit. Right. And the more we use them, the more we get used to having a noun before another noun, and the first one is an adjective or modifier, even though it hasn't got an ending. Right. In other words, we can, we can use almost any noun before another noun right. to yes. modify it. Hmm. Right? You got that, Lisa? And in front of me, I have a microphone, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's screwed to the desk, so I suppose it's, it's attached to a microphone holder. Right. right. And microphone the then is, yeah. is, the, is okay. the adjective or the modifier. Yeah. Right? Oh, gee. Yeah, complicated. Complicated. Thank, yeah. thank you, Lisa, for your call. A lot to learn, isn't there? Simon from the Sunshine Coast, what's your question for Rolly? Hello, Simon. I think we've lost Simon. Let's go to Bruce from Nanango. Hello, Bruce. Bruce. Here's Bruce. Let's see if Bruce is there. Hello, Bruce. Are you there? I am here. Okay. What's your question for Rolly? Well, it's not a question you were talking about a bugbear before. Mm. Bugbear. I, I have a little bugbear. Uh, a couple of years ago, it was absolutely, and now it's so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yes. So, I know. Rolly, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, I noticed the, a lot of the presenters do it, and they get people. And I, I listen. You know, I'm a great ABC file. Good. And and uh, yes, and contributor from time to time. And I notice a lot of the interviewees that get on the radio. And you ask a question, so, mm. it's just a crutch, but it's a crutch, obviously. Yep. But sometimes it gets a bit wary. Okay. So. Right. A- absolutely, I think, is on the wane at last. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, all awesome is on the way up, I'm afraid, and there's showing no signs of abating. Awesome. But, but absolutely, as, a, as a, a, a more emphatic yes, has been with us for about 20 years. And it became a, a, a kind of a habit for a while. You know, yes, 
sounded almost too feeble. You weren't weren't really agreeing. So by what about way, so? <laughs> by the, so well, before we get to so, you just uh, you know an, an ABC listener. ABC is is actually acting as a an adjective or a modifier mm-hmm. of the word listener. So you can put another another word in front. But then you said ABC a file, so you made it into a single word, yeah. which <laughs> isn't which isn't much heard. But we approve of it. Someone who loves the ABC is a friend of ours. ABC a file. Right. Okay. Uh, you're dead right. So is a crutch. It's it's just a way of uttering something which isn't um and isn't silence, and it does give you time to think, and it usually doesn't mean very much. No, uh, but you're right. It does. It, it probably does act as a, as a, it, a thinking a tool, a crutch, yes. yeah. And uh, silence on radio is a no-no because... Well, it's supposed to be. Yes. But in, often in cases it doesn't... It works, actually, you can, to add there drama. Are people, well, you have public speakers like Obama, who was a phenomenal oh, user of, the, of, the, of the, the, the pause. Yeah. And he would know exactly how long to let a pause run before he acted uh, out of his next bit. Yes. Know? So that managing silence is, is a real orator's art... But too much silence on radio, and you think the thing's broken down. But so we in English we tend to fill it with so, and some people say yes, no, and some people say so. We don't like saying um because we were taught at school that this implies lack of mm, no it, brain engagement. Yeah, um, are and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So Bruce, thanks for your call. <laughs> thanks very much. Yes, you're talking about the names there, Riley. Yes. The of names. Yes. It. I mean, the bigger like the bigger stations and the bigger TV companies and the answers have it a, a great job but the, even in the country areas we're starting to get in the football I do a little bit of football announcing and we get we get uh, I've done I'm there now and I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> we get Polynesian we get Polynesian a little bit of Polynesian influence Yes. You sit there and you look at the name and you say, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it's yeah. I don't know how they do it. Some of them, uh, it's a tough job. Thanks for your call, yeah, Bruce. Polynesian languages tend to have rather few different sounds. Yeah, and so they need to have longer words to make differences. Mm. And City uh, Veni Rambuka, for example, in Fiji, uh, is quite a mouthful. It is twenty past ten. Your questions for Rolly Sussex. He is here answering them now. Jason at Petrie, what did you want to ask? Oh, Jason's not there. Uh, oh. let, let's go to. Hang on, Jason at Petrie. What did you want to ask? Uh, okay, um, I have a, a question that's uh, has been kind of rattling around in my head for a number. Well, since I was a, mm-hmm. a, a lad, we had a class discussion where the teacher was um, saying, "Picture the scenario: mm-hmm. a farmer's uh, boy goes out into the field and sees his father sowing seeds, right. and his wife." sewing socks. Mm-hmm. Yes. How would he then say they were both sewing? <laughs> I'm afraid you can't. Um, no. well, you, well, you, could, you could say that they were both sewing because these are what are called homophones. Homo meaning the same and phone meaning sound. So these are two words which have come from to- two totally different roots in Old English. right? And over time, the pronunciation has just converged and stuck. So and there are lots and lots of homophones in English, and they're great because you can, you can make puns with them. But if you're going to write down about they were both sewing, it forces you to choose either EW or OW. And how do you explain the difference? How do you explain to a child, no, sewing a piece of material is S-E-W, and, you know, sewing You tell them the to field. learn Old English. <laughs> you know, it's hard it's, it's with English sometimes. There's oh, no yes. explanation for the different spelling. There, there, look. So there is no answer. Sorry? There is, there is no written answer. There's, no, there's no written answer. You've got to say either S-E-W or S-O-W, and it forces you one way or the other. If you're speaking, you're fine because they are pronounced the same. So 
his option would be, I can tell you, but I'm not able to write it down. That's yes. right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's what we came to the conclusion of. But yeah, I just dead right. And of course, there's SO as well to make things worse. And then you just say, yeah. just just learn it that way. <laughs> thanks, Jason. Okay. Thanks for your call. Bye. Uh, who have we got? Peter at the Glasshouse Mountains. Hello, Peter. Yeah, good morning to you both. What's your question for Rolly? Uh, well, I was intrigued last week when Rolly was talking about um, Swarf or mm. Swarf. Yes, yes. Now, I'm, what, nearly 70, come from England, been in the engineering business for the last 30-odd years, and I've never heard it called Swarf. Mm -hmm. I wondered where that where Swarf originated from. I can see the spelling. But. Okay, well, um, you've got a word like Wharf, W-H-A-R-F, which is spelt the same, but the, the recommended preferred pronunciation in the dictionaries is Swarf. And uh, a lot of these are historical. There's nothing much you can do about it, I'm afraid. Um, and uh, the if you say Swarf, I would certainly understand it. Although it's not a very common word, is it? No, not at all. Um, among people who work with metal, yeah, of course. Yes. Everyone else, not much, I think. I hadn't heard about heard it until last week. Meh. Mm. Yeah. And yet there's a product for cleaning hands that goes with the same spelling. Yes, yeah, Swafiga. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And uh, that or WD-40. Fantastic for yeah. kicking stuff off you. <laughs> Thanks, Peter, for your call. Patricia now is at Budrum. Hello, Patricia. Hello. Good morning. And good morning, Rolly. Thank you for being there. Morning. Um, I... Heard the on, on the latest uh, ABC News just a while ago. The newsreader said solar coroner. Solar. Solar. Solar coroner. Or you mean solo? Did they mean to no? Say no, solar. Coroner. Oh. Oh. I, oh no, sorry, Corona. I yes. think she meant Corona, but she oh. said solar. Coroner. Yes. Oh. Okay. I was a little bit confused for a moment. Yes. No, it's definitely C O R O N A, and it's a an astronomical thing. Yes, um, maybe somebody needs to tell the ABC News reader that. We will pass it on. I'll send Rolly down after this. <laughs> With much. a bunch of flowers. And I, and I have a friend from Cambridge uh, who works in Midlands, says Swarf. This swap there as well. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Patricia. You have a great day. Bye bye. You too. Bye. Mark in Cairns. Hello, Mark. Yeah, good day. You wanted to talk about names. Yeah, my uh, my daughter has an unusual name. We, um, my uh, late wife and I were in Northern Territory 30 years ago. And we came across a Scottish backpacker with this name, and we said, if we ever have a girl, we'll um, name her after her. Mm -hmm. It's spelled M H A I R I. Yes. How's it pronounced? Uh, Mahar. Well, you know. Okay, in it's it's Scottish, and M H in Scottish is is a, a sort of a V sound, like Vari. Correct. Okay. But in English, we don't have... I, we do it a little bit with Siobhan, that, yeah, that's B-H, that's all right, right, and B-H becomes V. So we're a little bit used to Celtic spelling doing funny things. Yeah. And so Vary... Well, well, her, name, her name is actually Vary Siobhan. Ah, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> you've, got, you've got two Celtic names. Yeah. All right. Uh, but we, we just look at M-H and say, we, look, we haven't a clue what that is. Well, I we'll, would have said Mahari. Yes, or just Mari. Most people do. Most people say Mari. Mari. Okay. Mm. But um, the, if, you're going to, if you're going to say that your name is Vari and then you spell it M-H, you've got a lot of explaining to do over a very long time. Well, she's 23 now and she's quite used to it. Yeah, yeah. Good. and I think, frankly, as, as we said at the start of the program, you ask someone how their name is to be pronounced, and out of courtesy, that's the way you do it. Did she ever say to you, Mark, uh, ask you about her name and why it was spelt like that and that she was having trouble with at school? Oh, uh, well, yeah, to start with, you know, it was all very um, different. 
Yeah. Um, and she didn't like her very much, but but now she's the only one she's ever met. And these are the two people, my daughter and this woman mm-hmm. um, from Scotland, are the only two people I've ever met with the name, and it's a lovely name. I love but, it. I'm glad. Uh, I don't think she should ever change it. No, you know, don't no, put a V in front of it. To. No, good. And don't change the spelling either. No, that's right. Oh, it's unique. Thank you for that, Mark. No worries. Okay, bye-bye. Grant, and more, I feel, what's your question for Rolly? Um, yeah, you were starting talking about names, and I don't know whether you've heard the story about a person who um, has their name spelt as L-E hyphen A. Oh. And it's pronounced Ladasha. <laughs> <laughs> right. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> and I'm intrigued as to whether it's just an urban myth or whether there's some... Back behind it. I like I've, it. I've heard the story. I've never <laughs> seen it written down, and we will try and find out. If your out. name's Ladasha, can you please call? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that, um, Grant. No worries. Okay, see ya. Um, Cheryl, is it Bundaberg? Cheryl, now, yes, you're going to talk about pr- pronouncing your name, aren't you? Yes, thank you, and thank you both for letting me stay. Um, my name is Cheryl, spelled C-H-E-R-Y-L. Mm-hmm. I have a cousin called Cherie, spelled C-H-E-R-I-E. Mm-hmm. But often I get told, no, my name is not Cheryl, it's Cheryl. Yeah. Because the C-H in the, becomes a ch, as in cherry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the, the rule here, I mean, Cherie, for example, C-H-E-R-I-E and so on, that's taken from French and it means dear, dear female person. Which is actually a rather nice name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's always a sh. But the ch uh, is this is a part of Cheryl is now a an established English name, and ch in English is is usually but not always ch. Uh, the rule is that your name is pronounced the way you choose. Yes, it's your your call. But I, I've never met a Cheryl. I think I maybe I've heard of someone being being called Cheryl. But yeah. the, the most common one Cheryl. is Cheryl, isn't it? I don't know. I've I've heard both. Have you? How, what What do you prefer? I prefer Cheryl because I'm nearly seventy, and that's what my father and my mother called mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But um, I have friends from New Zealand, and they insist that my name should be S H if it's Cheryl. Oh, how <laughs> yeah. dare they? Because I would think it's your name. Yeah. You know how it's spelled. <laughs> and actually, thinking about it, no, I, th- I think I agree with Loretta now. That it, for me. C H E R Y L is Cheryl, usually. Yeah, usually. Um, yeah. But again, yeah. the, these can, these things can acquire a different tradition, if you like, in different countries. Mm. And uh, the only thing we can do is, as I say, sort of ask the person what they want to be called. <laughs> yes. Okay, Cheryl, we'll call you what you want. We'll call you Cheryl, Thank Cheryl. You. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. Okay. Thanks for your call. Bye. Peter at Durack. Hello, Peter. What's your question? Um, I was always led to believe that an open area such as Queen Street was pronounced Mal, mm-hmm. but in a shopping centre where it's enclosed, it's called a mall. Am mm-hmm. I correct? Uh, you're making a distinction which uh, may be okay for some people, but usually I think it's just a mall. Um, well, it's, it's, isn't Townsville's a Mal? Townsville Mall. And That's Qu- interesting. And Queen Street Mall. I Queen, remember certainly when, Queen Street Mall. I remember when Queen Street Mall was opening, there was a big debate over there Mall was. and Mall. Okay, I will check with Townsville. Thank you for that. Because in, the, in, in London, it's either Pall Mall, Poor Mall or Pell Mall. Mm. Someone all, could correct us. All three us. are heard. Mm. Maybe someone from Townsville could correct us. Yeah, if we've got a yeah. Townsville listener, please let us know. Um, look, th- thanks for that one, Peter. I'll chase it up because I'm... I am aware that there is a difference. I'm not sure if it's systematic or not. Yeah. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. And Susan at Sunnybank Hills. Hello, Susan. 
Good morning, and thank you both for a wonderful show. I uh, would love some advice, please. Yes. Uh, son in grade eight, his name is Thomas. Yes. Now, when we're talking about something that belongs to Thomas, I'd always been led to believe that Thomas's toy with the S and then the apostrophe, and mm. that's the end of it. Uh, but look, his teacher is doing Thomas's mm. with uh, S apostrophe and S. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering whether or not... Uh, these days both are um, correct and accurate, and, and which one should we be, I guess, teaching an eight-year-old okay. to go with? The rule used to be that if a word ended in S, you put just apostrophe. So Jesus mm-hmm. acts, Euripides writings, Dickens novels and so on, S apostrophe. But there were uh, there was quite a bit of debate about no Dickens or Dickenses, and Pam Peters, who did the Australian English uh, the uh, style guide, uh, has now recommended that you just put apostrophe S on the end of everything. Uh, and that actually makes makes it uh, much simpler. And so Thomas's is now the recommended and preferred version. Both will be understood. Yeah. All right. And so there's no problem there. See, I prefer Thomas's without the apostrophe S. I just prefer just the apostrophe. Yes. Mm. That, and that's probably the way you were taught at school and the way yes. you got used to it. And mm. I would agree. But certainly in, in the, the current style guides. Uh, apostrophe S after everything is... is, is okay, well, thank you for bringing me up to the 21st. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Susan, for your call. Bye-bye. Bye, and thank you, everyone, for your calls today. A lot of questions. Rolly, there's a, quite a few SMSs we didn't get to. We might hold on, on to them, but I, I did want to quickly ask you hmm. uh, about one of them. This one says, I think it's from Charles, what are haunches? Where is the word from and why don't we use it in chen- in general conversation other than in one sense? Your ha- haunches. Okay. Is um, it, yeah. th- this is your buttock and thigh <laughs> considered together. It, 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 it's, Get down on your haunches. That's right. Yeah. Yes, it's only plural. You never have one haunch. Oh, no, you, have a, you can have a haunch of veal, can't you? Can you? I think you can. Okay. It comes from French, H-A-N-C-H-E, uh, anche. And it's been in England, English for probably eight, mm. nine hundred years. So there's another. We could say I'm having a, a haunch of veal. Yes, I think you Instead of getting down on your that, haunches. So there you right. go. Charles, there's two uses for it. Thank you for all your calls and SMSs. Rolly, you've got a final word? Of course. Mm-hmm. If the pen is mightier than the sword, why do actions speak louder than words? <laughs> I never know how to answer those Patch final 22. words. <laughs> Riley Sussex, thank you so much, and Pleasure. we will talk to you again next week. ABC Radio, your local source of national and international news, weather, emergency information, sport and entertainment. With more than 50 radio stations around the country, ABC Radio is Australia's largest radio network providing local programming. ABC Radio engages with audiences through both analogue and digital radio services, streaming online and on your mobile via the ABC Radio app. ABC Radio, across Australia.